This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-2 the final, Winnipeg beating Buffalo. Sabres with a valiant effort, plenty of opportunities to win. Not enough, though. Just one short. And no points in a game that this felt like a game that they deserved to have points in. And uh, nothing. They lose in regulation. 3-2. Jets beat the Sabres. As we welcome you to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. TJ Luckman is our network producer. Paul Hamilton is our reporter. Live on the scene in Winnipeg, we will get thoughts from the Sabres dressing room in just a few moments. I mean, it the uh, the... Initial emotional reaction is, how the hell was that a penalty on Benson? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, they're scrapping in, in the crease, and there's three Jets just throwing Benson, pushing him off the crease area. And, you know, no problem with that. Like, you want to, if you're the Jets, you're saying, get out of my, get out of the crease, get away from my goalie, fine. They go into the boards, and everybody's gloves and sticks just kind of comes up, and, it seems like a normal, like, intense kind of just hockey sequence that happens toward the end of games in a one-goal game. The guy's in the crease trying to fight for position, maybe trying to get the puck in, and, and the defenders come in and say, no, don't do that, and, you know, that's about it. If you wanted to call penalties and give coincidental minors for roughing, I could hear it, but the high stick, like, it's it's just weak. I mean, just you. I'm I'm, wa- I'm watching the replay over and over and over on my Twitter feed right now. I just I don't see it. Again, does it mean the Sabers win if they don't call that? No, I'm not saying that. But man, the Sabers just were all over and all over them, including in the final seconds. But I mean, Darlene in the third period was a man possessed. He had an outstanding game. They passed to Paterka one minute in. Uh, to set up the breakaway, and then ultimately the second chance that goes in for his seventh of the year. That was a great play, and then uh, he himself had a great opportunity. He almost batted one off the top of the net that went in. Darlene had a, had a very good game. Um, you know, you look at the chances, you look at the shots, you look at the goals that went in on Comrie, and you're like, oh. I mean, the first goal, I know Paul said it after the first intermission. He says he wants us, or after the second intermission, he wants a save on the Perfetti goal. I know Perfetti's playing well, 10-game point streak. You know, I guess that goes in when you're when you're doing that. The second goal, definitely uh, lack of awareness sort of play there from Samuelson or late getting to Appleton. You see, that was a tap-in easy one. And then, of course, the third one is the one that stings. That's the game winner. The Ehlers play, he's essentially heading off to the bench, just kind of throws it back into the zone toward the net, and it goes in. And Power, boy, he hangs his head or lifts his head up and reacts. He knows he was in the way there. Uh, I thought maybe, like, did he touch it? With how, how, with how, like, of a strong reaction he did, but he did not. 3-2 Winnipeg. Alex Tuck is up first, live in the locker room with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Alex, uh, it seemed like you guys were the better team for a lot of that game. It just seemed like every mistake went in the net. Uh, other than that, you guys seemed to have a lot of good chances and, and carried a lot of the play, didn't you? 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, tonight we had a lot more conviction than we've had in past games this year. And um, you know what? Some tough bounces. Puck goes in our net. Like, like maybe like one of them back. I thought Eric played really well. It's it's not easy for a goalie to to not see a lot of shots. And then at times he was seeing two and three at a time. So I thought he played really well. I mean, obviously it's. Uh, it's tough to win games with only two goals as well, I think, in this league. It's becoming more offensive, so we got to find ways to score. I thought Hellebuck played really well, but I thought we carried most of the pace, most of the tempo out there. Um, it was good to see. I think we did a little bit late, though. I think we still can start a little bit more on time. Is that something you can carry forward for the rest of the trip, the, the condition you talked about? Yeah, it's momentum. I mean, it's a, it's a standard that we have to keep ourselves to, and we can't wait for it to happen or wait to get down a goal, wait to get fired up by the coach or our captain or whoever's talking on the bench. So uh, we have to go out there and, and find it within ourselves. And you know what? You guys have to elevate. If you're not going to elevate this early in the season, why do it at all? So, you know, we got a really good team in here. we got a team that cares about each other a lot. I thought we showed it tonight. Uh, we're going to have to continue because it's not always going to go our way. We're going to take a lot of the good things, and uh, we're also going to remember the bad. So, Did you defensively, though, you had that in your game right away, didn't you? I mean, it seemed like from start to finish, you guys pretty much limited chances. It was just the offense that maybe took a while to kick in. Yeah, no, I thought, uh, I mean, it was a low low shot first period, I think seven to six. And then second period, I thought we got a little bit more offense going, but we, I thought we kept it with it, uh, with it for the defensive side of things. I think we, like you said, limited their chances and uh, played well. And when we needed uh, Ricky to make a save, he made it for the most part. And that's what happens. I mean, I feel bad, man. That one, it's a really unlucky goal, and uh, you know, I wish we could have just helped him out a little bit more. And um, but it, I thought it was a really strong outing for him coming back off injury too. So especially against your old team, it's never easy to to play against your old team. And I thought he played well. You know what that dynamic's going to be here without Tage for a good long while. But is it shocking? Almost four goals in three games for this team. I mean, with the amount of guys in here who can score. Yeah, I mean, you could look at it just the last couple of games and maybe the couple of games before that, we had a lot more. So, I mean, I, I think that our offense can be a little bit obviously better. Uh, I, I don't think we're near where we were last year, but our defense is, I thought, taking a step forward. So we have to continue to focus on defense, continue, because I think defense wins games and defense will take us a lot further if we continue to bear down and, and be better and continue to be better. And uh Offense will come. We have a lot of skill in this room. Is your goal maybe the perfect example of what you guys need to do? All three were right there. You caused two turnovers, and then you wind up scoring a goal. Is that ex exactly what you guys need to do? I think being one of the youngest and probably fastest team in the league, that's what we're going to do. It's not, we're not going to go out there and bully a team. We're not going to go out there and throw a bunch of massive hits, but we're going to pick, pick pucks off. We're going to pick passes off. We're going to get to the net. We're going to stick lift and try to outwork the opponent. And I think, like you said, that that was a good play all around on the four check and uh, that led to the goal. I thought we had a lot of shifts like that and a couple posts and a couple of really big saves by Hellebach, a couple of big blocks by the defenseman. And we got to continue to just, you know what, sometimes it's not going our way. Simplify, find your confidence any way you can away from scoring goals. And I think that's a really big key individually and then to help the team. Casey Middlestad has really, obviously last year's his big breakout year, but this year it seems like he's even hit another gear. Like, what have you noticed from him this year? This man's such an important player for you guys. Oh, I mean, he he's got the puck on a string out there. It's uh, it's awesome to see his confidence is continuing to grow, and he's continuing to understand how well he can protect the puck and how, yeah. how like you know, honestly, like his skating was so, his his knack during that injured time and stuff, and he's he's shown he's got a lot of speed and he's got that set, uh, that next level of speed that helps his game, but. I mean, the, the things that he can see and things that he can do with the puck is like no one I've ever played with and seen before, and he's going to continue to elevate, and he doesn't even know how good he is, I don't think. And uh, So we're going to need him to be big, especially down the stretch, from a guy like Tate. That was Alec Tuck, and J.J. Paterka is right over here, Brian, so we will head over to J.J. And J.J., uh, the first time Hellebuck got you on a breakaway, second time you got him, uh, did you do anything different on the second one uh, where you scored? Were you thinking a little bit differently than maybe you were on the first one? Um, well, I saw, like on video afterwards, that uh, he went down a little late um, on my first one and uh, just tried to go 5 all then, but uh, didn't even uh, hit that one, I think, in his, his stick. And uh, rebound came somewhere there, and I'm uh, happy to pound that in somehow. Is this... 
maybe a more frustrating loss because you guys carried a lot of the play. It just seemed like when you made a mistake, it wound up in your net, and and you carried a lot of the play otherwise, especially in the second and third period. Uh, does that make it even more frustrating? Um, I wouldn't say frustrating. I think um, second period um, it wasn't just we we're just a little bit off, I think, and that's uh, that's when they scored. And um, I think we generated a lot of chances. Um, I made some heck of heck of a couple saves, but. Um, I think uh, we gotta just keep it more simple and uh, don't let them get like those quality chances they got when they scored. You're at seven, seven goals now. You're tied with Jeff for the team lead. How much do you really have to take even more of the scoring on now for this club with Tage out? And you can be one of the guys to really you know drive the train here. Well, I I just try to to uh, get better every day, um, elevate my game from uh, from day to day, game to day. So um, I mean, yeah, it, it sucks that Tage is out right now. Um, and I try to just step in a bigger role and uh, try to help the team now. Did Rasmus Dahlin see you, or did you give him a yell to let him know you were gone? Um, I don't even know if I if I yelled there, but uh, I know exactly when Rasmus is on the ice. Um, just get open, and he'll have his he'll have his head up and find you somehow. You couldn't you know, get a six on five because you were shorthanded at the end of the game. But when you finally got the goalie out and had all that pressure, just think somebody just had to get their stick on it and bang it in there at that point. I mean, they were they were all probably laying in the goal crease, uh, all the Winnipeg guys. So I think it was uh, kind of hard to get a shot through or see anything. But uh, I mean, yeah, till the till the last second, we tried to battle and uh, tried to get get a goal somehow. In you weren't the youngest one on your line tonight. Uh, what did you think of Zach Benson on your line? Very good player, I think. Uh, just how he reads the game, um, how he makes how he makes plays is, is outstanding. And uh, I mean, uh, he just gotta keep working, working, and he's gonna be a heck of a player. Thank you, JJ. JJ Paterka on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. Paterka and Tuck just spoke with Paul. They were the two Buffalo goal scorers tonight. Tuck had his fifth, Paterka his seventh. Both those interviews, part of our Blue and Gold Locker Reports tonight, brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Disappointing loss for the Sabres as they... Again, in you know, my opinion, they were the better team. They had better chances, but uh, at the end of the night, you only scored two. Interesting comments from Tuck that I want to get to here in a minute. Uh, this is the Jets win. It's 3-2. Uh, to two. The Sabres are now 7-9-1. and one. Let's get a couple of final stats here while we wait for Don Granato. Shots in the third were 11-6 Buffalo. They end up 27-18. just to 18. Jets had 7-5-6 for 18 over the course of the three periods. But three goes in, and the third one, that silly one from Ehlers, that obviously was a backbreaker. That's the game winner. Uh, Buffalo's power play, again, continuing to hurt them. They only had two opportunities, but 0 for 2. And, you know, you've at some point, you've got to figure out a way to score with the man advantage. Uh, they don't get one there tonight. Winnipeg, 0 for 4. The Buffalo power play, uh, obviously very good, as always. In net... Connor Hallebuck, the win, 26 saves. Eric Comrie, the loss, 15 saves. Your three stars, Darlene from Buffalo, star number three. Uh, and then two from the Jets. Uh, Niederreier ends up being the number one star in this game. He has two assists. We'll make uh, Nino Niederreier tonight our player of the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford when you think of Ford. Think Town Ford. Niederreiter had two assists in this one, setting up Appleton for the first or second Winnipeg goal and Ehlers for the game winner. The attendance tonight, how about this in Winnipeg? 11,340. On a Friday night, 11,340. Yeah, there were a lot of empty seats at times when they're showing shots of the crowd. Very, very weak there. Um, yeah, so there's some of your stats there. And our final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. All right, while we wait here, just I want to say something on Tuck. He says, um, on their lack of offense, says they should be better on offense, but he was quick to immediately point out, he says, but our D is better. He says defense wins games. Defense is going to win us games. He says offense will come around. It's weird because last year, how did they win games? Well, they won games with their offense. And they were the highest scoring team in the league for a, quite a while. Ended up in the top scoring at the end of the season. They won games 5-4. They won games 6-4. They won games 
and now they can't score. They have, what, four goals in their last three games. So very interesting on that is that for years, though, obviously the Sabres defensively have been eh and lack of awareness and not tough enough and, you know, poor in their own end. And it seems to be getting better, although you could say, you know, on that Appleton goal, maybe not the case, but it seemed to be getting better. But now it seems to be at the expense of this team not doing what they did last year at almost as good of a clip as anybody in the NHL, and that is score goals. Now, they have had injuries up front. They obviously have Tage Thompson right now. Alex Tuck has been in and out. Dylan Cousins has been in and out and has been struggling. Uh, Paterka has been very good offensively. Skinner has been very good offensively. Middlestat has been very good offensively. But ultimately, in the end, this game is judged by the goals on the scoreboard, and the Sabres have not been scoring. They have not. I mean, all right. Uh, Paul's standing by. Paul, what do you think about that comment from Alex Tuck there? When he was asked about the offense struggling, he admitted to it, but then quickly was defense is better. Defense is going to win us games. We've been really trying to focus on our defense here. Is it coming at the expense of the offense, do you think? Maybe a little bit, but, uh, you know, I I just don't think they were doing the things to get the goals that you needed. Uh, The dirty things, get guys to the net, to use your speed. uh, and, And they weren't really at time. I mean, think of how many games the defense has been good. It hasn't been all that many. Now, tonight it was excellent. But every time they made a mistake, it went in the net. And they didn't make a lot of them, but they made some big ones. And it wound up in the net, and then they couldn't, you know, Hellebuck's one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. They had some good chances. They pressed and pressed. Um, you know, I thought they were the better team, but you got you got to take advantage of your opportunities and at least get that game into overtime. And they certainly had enough chance, especially in the third period. They really pressed hard. That was the best offensive period I've seen in them in a while. But Hullabuck was, you know, he was up to the task through the whole thing other than, uh, you know, when the Buffalo got their second goal. But they got that early in the period, which was good. You know, you get that early in the period. Now you got the whole period to try to get a tie game, you know, if you if you can get it. So I would say if they play like that, they're going to win more games and they're going to lose. But um, and we'll have Don Granada momentarily. He's almost here. Um, you're going to win more games than you're going to lose. But, um, you know, just this one, and we'll see what Coach thinks. Coach, it seemed like uh, your team had a better, the better of the play. I mean, uh, they, they played pretty well. They limited chances. It, did, it just seemed like when you made a mistake, it wound up in your net. It did. It, it, it wound up in our net one more than, than we could put on the board, but the, – the, you know the obvious. Uh, I say that uh, out of frustration. Um, thought our third period was much, much better, but um, you know we 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 know we need to be better, and it uh, hopefully is a sign we finally woken up to play the way we need to play. We uh, competed better, and. Uh, that's something we have not had in our game, and it's the only thing that's going to get us to where we need to be is elevating our compete. Um, obviously, tonight it wasn't enough. It was too late, Whatever, however you want to look at it. But uh, um, some good and lots of areas that uh, will be resolved with a greater compete. How do you get to that game? I mean, the third period is who you're supposed to be. But it's just, like you say, it's been hard to get to that point in a lot of these games. The third period, uh, I will say, was for me the the culmination of everything to this point in the year, and I, our guys finally decided to wake up and compete harder, and instead of waiting, um, and and they turned it. Obviously, I, I had a message for them that was uh, unlike their normal message you would get after a period. Um, I liked the way they responded, but. It, 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 it's not what I say. They they know there's guys in that room that know they need they need more. They can do more, and and it it is all about elevating compete. And I think we've been waiting and waiting and not realizing that uh, we haven't elevated it to the level we need to. Uh, again, we'll solve a lot of problems when you have challenges in different areas and it's multiple areas. They're usually resolved with greater compete. You have four goals in the last three games. You're not going to have Tage for a good long while. I mean, how do you crack this offensive 
situation, which may start becoming a, a mental grind for your guys. You just can't put the puck in. You know, honestly, everything I said, uh, right now the word compete will resolve any challenge that we have, and scoring is one of them that uh, I have no worry and no concern. Power play, I have no worry and concern. Elevate the compete. The skill and the talent is there. It'll take care of it when we elevate the compete. Is the first period a good road period? I don't think he gave up a five-on-five chance till the breakaway, which was in the last minute. Um, it, it seemed like you, it was very few chances that you gave up in that period. Is that a, a good way to start a hockey game? There's no question we're doing a better job, uh, you know, defensively and in all components, in actual and, and awareness and, and being on the same page. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's let's not have a pity party. <laughs> it's not fine which it's expected we should be better defensively and we should be focused on and we should limit teams um but again you know we we have to outscore the opponent and um same message a lot will be solved with competing uh and not waiting for somebody else uh but taking the initiative Benson's game I mean it seemed like he Benson's game it seemed like he was on pucks a lot more than we had seen the last couple before he got hurt yeah, he, he was tenacious. I mean, I think he was bothered by the injury as he was playing, trying to play through it, but uh, he was tenacious. He made a couple of nice plays. I think he set J.J. up for a breakaway early. Uh, he just does some little things that uh, um, you have to stop and rewind and, and, and look at it. The detail of his game is good, and, and uh, he was good. It's uh, Benson's seventh game uh, at the National Hockey League level. Is he making it a difficult choice for you guys to hang on to him after game 10? I think when we make that choice, it's going to be a difficult choice. You know, we obviously have till till the tenth game, and that'll be the choice. And we'll take the culmination of everything at that point. And uh, I would suspect it's not going to be an easy decision. Well, some of his habits have have, have they uh, uh, have they looked like he's uh, he's still a, a major junior hockey player, or is he? Almost made that transition to becoming a National Hockey League player. He has many more NHL habits than major junior habits. We have, uh, there's players throughout the league that still have major junior habits, <laughs> probably more than he does. Um, so, you know, I, um, he, he's an intelligent, intelligent hockey player and done very well. What was your level of surprise in the penalty? I mean, it took you out of having a chance at a six on five. You really couldn't get Well, I, I, I thought there was enough to have coincidental on that play. That's what I thought. That sort of like you know self-starting ad to you want amongst these guys with compete. Is it a matter of inexperience amongst the group, or what do you think is at the core of sort of that lack of compete on a consistent basis? Just realization. Uh, I don't want to get into lack of experience and make it sound like it's an excuse. You have lack of experience. Sure. It's it's just an awareness, uh, and you know it's I think it's something they can resolve very quick. I think we have competitive guys. I just don't yeah. think they realize they weren't competing as hard as they can. And, that uh, can be a quick solve. Right, thank Thanks, Coach. Don Granado on the post game. Brian back. All right, Paul, thank you. We'll get to your thoughts here in one moment. As, uh, Don Granado there after the 3 2 loss to Winnipeg. Buffalo now 7 9 and 1. They'll be at Chicago Sunday at 7 o'clock. Okay, right back to Paul for just one or two more quick thoughts there. Paul, what did you think of the penalty on Benson that obviously Don Granado thought should have been coincidental minors? I thought the same exact thing. Somebody punched him right in the face. So I had no problem with his penalty, but I did I did think it – I agreed. It should have been coincidental minors. Uh, I thought somebody punched him right in the face. I, but, again, earlier in the game it didn't hurt them, but they had to kill a penalty. Paterka takes an offensive zone penalty. That's just, a, that's just not – that's not a smart penalty. You, you, you can't be deep in the offensive zone behind the net and grab somebody like that. So they wound up with two offensive zone penalties behind the net. You know, so that, that's not good. Um, it, as it did, the second one did hurt them because they, you know, when they pulled the goalie, it was five on five. It wasn't six on five, and they still put all sorts of pressure on and almost got the goal. I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody gave up a shot, which I thought, why? Mm, it's only about five seconds left there. You got to shoot it there, and it was he was kind of pretty open, but they kept trying to pass the puck around, and but they still got the puck in there a couple other times in the five-on-five and had chances. And they had chances the whole third period. You just got to, you know, get more than one goal. I mean, look at what the Jets did. They had four shots in the second period. They scored on three of them. You know, and one of them you got to get a save on, and we we went through all that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the the opportunities definitely were there. I like their defensive game throughout. 
um, except for the play where they were oblivious on the uh, lay in, the layup goal by Appleton. But I thought they were good. They limited defensively, and if they just clean it up, and as he said, you know, get more get more tenacious. It's just you know put put forth just a little bit more, which they did in the third period, but. While you're playing well defensively in the first period, kick it in there, you know, where you do get some offensive chances. And don't wait until late in the second period when you're down 3-1. to one. And then, you know, throughout the second period, I mean, they outchanced them again, really, but they gave up three goals. You know, as I said, every mistake's in the net. So, um, you know, Don Granado, I think, said it very well. Last thing, Paul, he, Don Granato said, you know, that he delivered a message about how they he kind of wanted him to play a little differently than normal. Would are we taking it that he for the maybe you know he's not a guy that yells and screams. Are we are we guessing that maybe he gave a little bit more volume during the second intermission? Is that kind of what he's what you insinuating out of that? Well, I always wondered if he yells and screams because you know <laughs> you and I aren't in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know I don't know. I don't know how exactly he handles it, but it sounded like he handled it differently there. I do right. think I don't like the fact that guys don't get benched for really dumb plays. That I don't like. And he doesn't believe in that, and that's his philosophy. I have a totally different philosophy. I think there needs to be accountability sometimes, and I don't think it's there when nobody ever gets benched. And, I, he, and, he, and he says he, he thinks if people are getting benched, it leads to fear. Now they have it in their mind, uh-oh, I can't make a mistake or I'm going to wind up on the bench. I get it. But I still think there, need, there needs to be some accountability when it comes to that. And that's, that's a problem I have. But uh, they, whatever was said, they obviously listened because I thought they, had, they, had a, you know, they scored right away in the third period. And they had plenty of other chances to tie that game. They were they were they were on their offensive and defensive game in the third period, but they could only get one goal on one of the better goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Yeah. All right, Paul. Well, no points because the game ends in regulation. That's obviously not going to help them in the standings. But uh, two more cracks at it on this road trip. Uh, Sunday in Chicago is up next, and uh, have a safe trip there. And we'll speak with you on Sunday. Yep, and you said it. No points when they should have gotten points out of this team, and he knows it, and that's what I think the frustration that you heard, that if they just had a little more oomph, they could have came out of this game with points, and I think that's what really bugs them. Yep, I would agree. Okay, Paul, thanks. Great job today. All right, take care. All right, Paul Hamilton live at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg where the Jets beat the Sabres 3-2, to Buffalo now 7-9-1, and and at Chicago Sunday, 7 p.m. Uh, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you at this time. If you want to keep listening, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship here on WGR in Buffalo, more of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. Jets beat the Sabres 3-2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. who finds the rebound, but too late to get another shot away. That shot from, or that save from Eric Comrie, third period, keeping Winnipeg off the board during that 20 minutes. Save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back to the Upstate Honda dealers postgame. Brian Colzio with you, 3-2 Winnipeg, the final. Buffalo with a strong third, but not enough to get past two goals. And that's still, to me, in the end, is the major story of this team right now. They're going to be without their best goal scorer for a while, and they can't score anywhere near the clip that they did last year. Alex Tuck, a little bit interesting comment from me there, saying, look at his defense, defense, defense is better. We can win games with defense. No, you're not. Like, have the Sabres won a game like 2-1 to one this year? No, they've won seven games this year. Let's see. Well, they 3-2. They've won, you know, six to four in Toronto. They won five to f- two, four to nothing, uh, six to four. So, I mean, you know, they, these are your games right here. And their other win, 
Let's see. No, that's it. That, I'm going back to preseason now. 3-2. <laughs> I mean, all right. If you want to say 3-2 is winning with defense, I guess I'll give you that. But the team that's – the team that – this team and their skill set and what their makeup and what they are good at, I still think – I'm not saying that they shouldn't play the good D. That's definitely not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if there's any sort of handcuff happening on this offense right now, uh, I, I'm not a fan of it. That's all. And I'm not saying that the two have to autom- – that, hey, if you, if you are more aggressive offensively, does that mean all of a sudden you can't play D anywhere anymore? Um, you know, and I guess maybe that's the, that's, the lo- that's the debate of hockey forever, right? How much do you push offensively without getting burned defensively? And that's obviously the strategy of – you know, huge strategy part of the game. But, man, this team's just so talented putting the puck in the net, and they can't right now. I mean, that third period, they should have had four five goals. In the game, even back in the first and the second, when they weren't even as good, they should have had another three or four. Now, Halibut's a good goalie, but this isn't the only night that this problem's happened. Uh, and in the end, you still only have two on a night when you had plenty of chances. A lot of that, too, is just, like, figure out a way to finish. And, you know, Paterka's getting it done. Skinner's getting it done. Uh, there are others right now that are not. And they're all going to have to step up with Tage Thompson out of the lineup uh, due to injuries. All right, uh, we're going to get some calls in here, 803-0550. So if you're on hold, stick there. Just got to get a couple of highlights in here. Uh, Winnipeg got off to an early 2 to nothing lead in the second before Buffalo finally got on the board. Perfetti scores, Appleton scores, and then finally Alex Tuck gets the Buffalo offense going as he scoops up a loose puck in the crease and fires it home quick. Sabres working it to the face-off circle. Skinner's shot stopped. Here's Alex Tuck scores! Alex Tuck going to the front of the net where he does his work. Puck finds him. The Sabres cut the lead in half. It's now 2-1 Winnipeg. 15-04 to go in the second. Tuck's fifth at 4:56. 2-1 Winnipeg to score. Just a few minutes later, what seems like an innocent shot from the blue line as Ehlers is heading off to the bench ends up being the game winner, his fifth of the year. Flipped ahead by Cousins. Tuck will catch up to this. Penalties over. Paterkis back onto the ice, but it's a push by Niederreiter and a good stick to flex that shot off the glass. Kept it at the line. Drifted. Scores! That one from well out at the point. Ehlers, I believe, was going to the bench on a change. He just lifts it towards the net, and Winnipeg gets his third of the night. They lead it 3-1. At 8-12, Ehlers is fifth from Niederreiter and Nemestikov. 3-1 Winnipeg. Owen Power, a pretty good screen on that. It looked like Comrie did not see it. And that is your game winner. And it's the NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. Early third, Buffalo putting on early pressure, and they break through with their second goal. It's Darlene finding Paterka. Jets Dillon keeps it in on the near wall. Quick play up by Rasmus Dahlin for Benson. He gives it back to the Sabres defenseman. Here's a breakaway pass here and a chance for Paterka again. Scores! That time it finds a home in the back of the net. And the Sabres are indeed just down a goal once again. It's 3-2 Winnipeg. A minute into this period. Paterka, his seventh from Dahlin and Benson. 3-2 Winnipeg. And then the chances keep coming for Buffalo. Dahlin's involved pretty much the whole period. Uh, offensively, the chances in the final seconds. We know, of course, the what I'd call a bad call at the 1744 mark against Benson, uh, but it uh, remains a 3-2 Winnipeg final. Buffalo unable to get that tying goal to force overtime, and uh, they drop this one in regulation. No points. Again, on a night where I think they're the better team, more chances. They end up now uh, outshooting Winnipeg 28-18, to but have no points to show for it in the standings. All right, we'll get your scores and uh, standings update. But uh, let's grab some calls here as we get our Surf Pro first response from the fans. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. All right, let's go to the phones here, 803-0550. And Jeff is with us on the post game first. Hi, Jeff, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Brian. You know, the injuries are obviously hurting them, but... I've been a big supporter of Granado, and I love the leadership of Akposo. But man, they were running. He Akposo looks like he's skating through mud. And on the power play, down by a goal in the third period, they're running him out there on the power play, and it's just 
not working. I'm starting to question Granado. I, I love Ocposo's leadership. I'm just starting to question some of those decisions that he's making. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the call, Jeff. I think, um, you know, I, I think Kyle Oposo is a unique situation in the sense that we know his, you know, his speed um, has obviously not what it used to be in terms of, you know, what he can bring to this team. He does bring that leadership. The team calls him dad. They love him. The team wanted him back. Is that a reason to bring him back? No, not necessarily. But Kevin Adams and Don Granato obviously decided to go ahead and um, bring him back. I think that there's an argument for and against him. I think, again, I'll just go back to saying collectively the bringing back of all of the veterans at the same time, uh, you know, Gergensen's Jost, when there were when there were now roster spots for some younger players to come up and take those roles, like to me, that's just, it's the volume that everybody, and Olofsson, you know, they all are back. None of them were moved. None of them were let go. So, you know, Oposo, yes, there are times he looks extremely sluggish, for sure. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that he doesn't. Uh, you know, can you limit his ice time? I guess that's all you can do at that point. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Let's go to Daniel next here on the post game. Hi, Daniel. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time. We all like the Bills have threw out some garbage, but all right. Well, thanks, Daniel. I, please don't do that. Um, it's a hockey game. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to be a, a, a Buffalo sports fan right now for sure. Um, I think. You know, you watched what we watched last year, you know, that magical, you know, final couple of weeks when the Sabres were literally on the doorstep of making the playoffs and what we know when they're playing their game, what they're capable of. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty fun to watch. It's pretty entertaining hockey. And it definitely hasn't gotten to that level yet. And maybe it won't for at least a month or more because of the Thompson injury. So, um, you know, I'm rooting for this team to to, you know, win these games five, three and six, four. It just seems like right now. Um, even on a night like tonight where they did have plenty of chances. Uh, Hollebeck was, was great, no doubt. And the Sabres still need to bear down and finish some of those, too. But they created them. Got to give them credit for that. In the end, though, it's a result-oriented business, and they have two goals. So I understand why fans are frustrated, uh, why the fact that uh, there isn't enough winning going on here. But tonight was a night they probably should have won. You play like you did tonight, you're probably going to win most nights. Most nights you're not going to face Connor Hallebeck. I think that's also a piece of it as well. Thanks for the call. All right, more coming up on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. We'll take a timeout. We'll get scores and standings, read a couple of tweets, preview the Chicago game coming up Sunday night at 7 o'clock. I'm Brian Colziel. More of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. 3-2 Winnipeg wins it. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Middle stack with the puck, sends it out. Here's power on his backhand. Side of the net, far side, and the shot stopped by Hellebuck, and the battle at the side of the net is going right to the end boards. And that's Benson. Yeah, Zach Benson. <laughs> Zach Benson, some nice contact there, but, yeah, it ends up uh, going the wrong way somehow. We're calling it the Clinton Collision hit of the game tonight. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. That's Back right. here on the post game, three on one like that. That's the collision. That's what you have to go with. <laughs> that's it. No doubt about it, right, TJ? <laughs> the Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Back here, Brian Colsey with you. Three two, Winnipeg. The score. Uh, the injury report now brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Uh, let's see. Tuck came back from injury. Played well, got a goal. Benson came back from injury. Played well, got an assist. Obviously involved in that little uh, skirmish there at the end. Comrie came back. I'll give him, uh, I'll give him a you know a B minus C plus grade tonight. I think the first goal, uh, you know, could he stop it? Sure. The second goal, what are you going to do? And then the third one, yeah, maybe the third goal was just dumb. But I'll give you know what? I'll say incomplete. I don't want to give him a grade. He only faced eighteen shots, and the and that third goal was just. Silly. I mean, power was in front of him the whole time. He by the time he saw it, it was already in. So, what does Paul always give, say there? If you're going to get in front of the shot, either block it or get out. Of, get out of the way. Get out of the way. That's right. And you could see power. I think power knew he was in a bad spot. Just normally, when you're when you give up a goal like that, 
you know, there's the the sad reaction, of course. But Powers head TJ, did you see that? Like he laid all the way back. Like oh, oh yeah. I got in the way there. Oh yeah. So he I think reacted he at the last possible moment there, and you could you know kind of see in his body movement, and then there it is in the net. Yeah, and he knows. Oh, I messed that one up for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna give. Don't I'll give be too uh, hard on him, but that's what happened. <laughs> yep, that's what happened for sure. I'll give Comrie. Uh, is it? Am I okay to give him an incomplete grade? Is that dodging? I think that's okay. Faced, I think uh, 18 there, shots. There will be other performances. There will be other things that you can take yes. for his grade for the year. You know, you're a teacher. You'll you'll figure it that, out. That's right. I'll figure that out. That's right. I'll give him the incomplete. There's plenty more to come. You're right. I got plenty there of grades go. already. There you go. That's right. We can save it. But uh, yeah. Now, who's going to start Sunday in Chicago? Probably Lukanen. What do we think? I like that. Yeah. I'm not against that. Levi played most of the Boston game, came out. Lukanen came in, played the last, you know, however many minutes there. Was it 10, 12? Let's see. When did he get in? After the Olafson goal. Okay, so he played a period in 4.53. So, yeah, I think it'll be Lukanen in Chicago. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. 7 o'clock. By the way, for all of you listening that normally listen on WGR in Buffalo, it'll be on News Radio 930 WBEN because of the Bills Jets game at 425. So, Bills Jets 425. That game's going to probably end, I don't know, 730 ish. And uh, right over right. for the Sabres. Yeah, right over for the Sabres. So, that should work out nice for a little doubleheader for us all. All right. Uh, let's see what happened in the rest of the NHL night here. We got our scores from the league. Brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. That would taste good right now at 11.30 at night. Only one other game going on right now. It's out in Anaheim. The Florida Panthers have a 2-0 lead on the Anaheim Ducks. That one with 12.04 to go in the second period of play. Let's see if I can give you the uh, some numbers in there. Let's see. Stolarz playing goalie, ten, uh, playing in goal tonight for the Panthers. 13 shots, 13 saves. Florida's got 26 shots on John Gibson. So they are, uh, we'll, we'll say they are efforting well out in Anaheim right now. Is that game Florida, on NHL Network? Can, can anybody watch mm. that game? Is that on NHL Network? Let's see. I'm getting Bally Sports Southwest Florida as, as the... On the NHL site, that's what it says. I saw, I saw a bit today. I saw a little bit today that uh, almost everything was on NHL Network between this and the Sweden game. I think the Sabers had were on NHL Network too. Anyway, yes. this is an aside. All right, hold on. You asked. Now, now I'm sorry. You know, sorry, I no, just had right. to know. Now it looks like Bally Sports Florida, Bally Sports West, which I guess would be. The- West Coast. Okay, California. so I can go home and catch Doesn't look that. like it, but maybe it's there. Maybe I can go it's home there. and throw on ESPN or ESPN Schmuss and whatever we call that and yes. throw it on. How about this tomorrow morning? Would you like NHL hockey at 11 a.m.? Dude, I've but, always wanted that. Well, you get the Global Series from Stockholm, Minnesota and Ottawa, 11 a.m. That's tomorrow. Well, there you go. Now you got a little something different. Okay. And then uh, you will how about this? There's no London game this week. How about Sunday morning? 8 a.m. NHL hockey from from Stockholm. Toronto and Minnesota. You like that? Okay. There you go. We'll uh, sprinkle that in with whatever soccer I'm watching, I'm sure. Yeah. 11 a.m. tomorrow and then 8 a.m. on Sunday. If you look, if you want some of the global, ga- global series games from Stockholm, there you go. You got those. Uh, good night for the local colleges. Colleges. Oh, that's yeah. I guess that's right. Colleges for the local college teams. College hockey. That is. Canisius wins at West Point against Army, six to four. The score in that game. Uh, Niagara gets a win at home over Robert Morris, six to two. There's your local college hockey scene. How about some college hoops for you, Big Four fans here? Niagara winning on the ice, not on the hard court. They're out in Hawaii though, so. If you're going to lose, make it in Hawaii. 92-73. to Purple Eagles now 0-2. St. Bonaventure drops to 2-2. They lose in the final of the Legends Classic at Barclays Center tonight against Brook- in Brooklyn against Auburn. 77-60. to The UB women at Alumni Arena get a win over Stonehill. 60-39. to All right. 
There's your local big four hoops and local college hockey. Sabres fall this fall tonight by a score of three to two. So obviously no points in the standings. All right, what do the standings look like? Our NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Boston, 12, 1 and 2. So sick of looking at them at the top. They are, yeah, they're good. What, what, what fountain of youth are they drinking from? 12, here? 1 and 2. Come on. Amazing. Florida could be adding to their total tonight. They're in second with 21. They could go to 11, 5 and 1. We know the Panthers are loaded with talent. Uh, that little mini slump to start the season when they went 0-2, that's over with for sure. So let's see, they started 0-2. They're on their way to winning tonight. So if they go to 11-5-1, that means they are 11-3-1 since that 0-2 start. That's pretty impressive. And you know, they, and were, they were without, yeah. sorry, they were without uh, Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour until tonight. They uh, Both of their first games are tonight. So they've been without their top two defensemen. Yeah, look out. Boston, maybe Florida's coming, and Toronto's in third with twenty three with twenty. If you asked me, if you asked me, uh, if you asked me when the season uh, before the season started to predict the top three, I'm not saying I would have had this order, but I think I would have settled on Toronto, Florida, and Boston, and maybe I would have picked that order. Yeah, Toronto first, Florida second, Boston third. But you know, the Bruins obviously are out there, and I, I I think predictively out of the the big three that's always at the top, which always seems like it was Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. I think Tampa, I would have had falling out. Yep. Um, I think if the Sabres are going to make the playoffs, they have to pass Tampa. They're three points behind. Yeah. Detroit has 19, then Tampa 18, Montreal 16, Buffalo 15. Here's the – Ottawa can pass the Sabres and put Buffalo in the basement tomorrow if Ottawa wins. And it's tough because in this league, once you're – a few points behind. It's always tough to make points back just because they're all the three point, three point games. games and all that. So, yeah. you know, it, you don't want to see them get that far behind, but also it's been nice to see the East in general hasn't been all that great. So the Sabres maybe can string a few together while everybody just sort of hangs back. Yeah. I mean, you got to hope that that works out for you in that favor in your favor. But at this point, uh, you know, you've got a lot of ground to make up for sure. And you've played the most games of anybody in the East so far. I mean, there are a couple other teams that have also played 17, but most of the teams have played less than 17. So you have games in hand on no one with that. Yeah. Doesn't make you feel any better, which is a huge difference from last year because I feel like the whole season they were playing games in hand. Right. Yeah. Right now, the most games played in the entire NH in the entire East is Sabres, Canadians, Lightning, and Wings with 17. Everybody else has less. So, yeah, I mean, like, Ottawa's a point behind you in last, but they have played three less games. So that's not good. See, I got a reason to really watch that game at 11 tomorrow. Root against Ottawa. There you go. 11 a.m. Global Series game from Stockholm. Uh, full slate of NHL games tomorrow. There's a game at 11, 1, 2, 4, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 30, 8, 10, and 10, 30. So if you want to watch hockey all day tomorrow... It's on the table for you. Oh, good. Well, so when all those 7 o'clock games go to commercial uh, for the first yes. period, for the first intermission, there will be one 7.30 game for you to... And who doesn't want to watch Columbus at 7.30? Come oh, on. Oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> yes. What a, not, another, not, another not my top NHL choice s- for teams in the league to watch. Yeah, another brilliant NHL schedule job right there. I know. Yeah, it's, it's Saturday. Spread them out. Although... As you and I know, which maybe most wouldn't pay as a close attention to, because you and I are, are concerned about timing with the broadcast, all these games that are in Canada are really like 7-17 puck drops, because on Saturday they do that yeah, you know, hockey true. night in Canada thing. That's true. So there's, there's going to be three more games that are going to start actually like later, which might you know balance it out, but whatever. That's the broadcasting, in, that's the broadcasting insight you get, TJ. Yep. Just for everybody to know, if there's a Canadian team playing, it's Saturday at seven. Don't buy it. Just, it's like yep. seven seventeen. Yeah. Right. You've got you can you can take a little extra time doing running whatever errand you're doing at you know six thirty at night and you know That's take right. your time to get back and hopefully the puck is dropped at seven fifteen or so. That's right. Uh, the Sabers don't have uh, a lot of home games coming up here. As I said, if you know, not counting tonight's game, they had they'll have now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six of their next seven on the road. 
Only home game is the Pittsburgh game the day after Thanksgiving. And then some more home games in December. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's road time right now. They've got to get it done. And these these are, uh, you know, these this first set here, this first three on the road, Winnipeg, Chicago, and Washington, like, those are three games. TJ, you and I were even saying in pregame, like, you know, I, I want five or, at worst case, four. Well, now you got to win the next two. Yeah. Because the next... The next phase of the road trip after that one home game, it's tougher. It's Devils, Rangers, Blues, Hurricanes. Yeah, it's a tough stretch. That's a tough yes. stretch. The Blues, maybe you can catch them napping, but yeah, that's that's not. You don't want to come out of this stretch here, uh, coming back home with with nothing. Definitely, uh, no, no less than four for sure. Yep, I would agree. All right, so again, Sunday will be on News Radio nine thirty WBEN for all of you that listen normally in Buffalo on WGR because of the Bills Jets game. So enjoy that Bills game because we won't speak with you until it's almost over. Uh, we'll have pregame at 6. Paul will be live in Chicago at 6 o'clock. We'll get it going then and then uh, get you off to Dan and Rob at 7 o'clock for the Sabres and the Blackhawks. All right, big thanks tonight to TJ Luckman. You just heard from him, our network producer. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Show up on the Bulldog on the pregame. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final from Winnipeg. Jets 3, Sabres 2. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you Sunday with the Sabres in Chicago right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 